Welcome to chapter one of The King, The High School Days. I'm Andrew Zolden. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Zolden. This episode today is awesome. The first chapter went back to the high school days, and who better to join me than two of LeBron's high school teammates and best friends, Drew Joyce and Romeo Travis. We talk about it all. Who picks up the checks when they go out to dinner? Untold stories from when they used to play pickup in high school. Untold stories from when, you know, LeBron took things personally or LeBron went out and did this or did that. Awesome stories steered away from questions that you can get the answers to by watching more than a game because they talk a lot about similar stuff in that movie. But I knew if you want to get the inside scoop about LeBron in high school, you got to go to the closest to him. And that's Drew Joyce and Romeo Travis. Before we get to all that, though, LeBron, incredible stats in high school. All right, about 27 points per game, seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists. Not a surprise there. Three championships, three-time Mr. Ohio. And then, as everyone knows, he goes on to three times Mr. Basketball Ohio. He goes on to be drafted number one overall, signs a ridiculous $90 million deal with Nike before he ever played a professional game. He obviously never even played a college game straight from high school. The expectations on him were insane. You know, that junior year Sports Illustrated story labels him the chosen one. Expectations were insane. I was watching some highlights the other day. It was a Steph versus LeBron. Steph was a rookie back It was a, in 2010, early January. And the announcers before the game were talking about how LeBron had insane expectations put on him in high school. And at this point in 2010, they were saying that he had already exceeded those expectations. So I can only imagine what people were thinking of him in 2010 to think he already exceeded those expectations. And if he didn't think he beat those expectations, you definitely think it now, you know, four championships later, four MVPs later, you know all that stuff. If you're bored and looking for something to do, go watch some LeBron high school highlights because it is absolutely ridiculous. People joke all the time, oh, imagine you're sitting in Algebra 2 and then after, after class you got to go guard LeBron. Yeah, that's actually exactly what it looks like. You know, he has some games against Carmelo, Trevor Ariza, guys that went on to play in the league. But a lot of these games are just absolute dominance. Talk a lot about that with Romeo and Drew. A great interview. We're going to get to that right now. This is The King, Chapter 1, The High School Days. All right. Joining me now on The King, Romeo Travis, Drew Joyce. Where else can you go when you want to talk about you know, high school LeBron, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, a dynasty. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Andrew, thanks for having us both, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I was telling these guys before we got started, I've seen uh, more than a game about 5,000 times. Had to watch it one extra time just to make sure they didn't, the producers didn't go back in and add anything that I missed. So I checked it out last night. <laughs> but before we start, 
before we start talking about all that stuff, Romeo, I'll start with you. You know, we're recording this right after the Lakers game. What do you think? This team, they got a chance to get, you know, title number five for LeBron, second in a row? Uh, you know, history is more likely to repeat itself than to change. So for me, if I watch history, you see they lose the first game of frequently in a lot of series. Um, and people tend to overreact and it's the end of the world and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they go on and win the next four games. Uh, gentlemen sweep, as they call it. So I'm not overreacting quite yet. Uh, their offense does kind of bother me because of the lack of scoring and fire punch. But other than that, uh, I'm not too concerned uh, uh, just yet. And how about you, Drew? What are you thinking? I'm not worried at all. <laughs> I just it's, – it's one of those things that's been here before, right? Um, I don't want to call it a, a fill-out game. Um, but I know, as I watched the game, I just didn't think – I thought the Lakers got good shots. They got some makeable shots that they that, that they didn't make to stay in the game today. So, I mean, their objective at the end of the day is to, to split, right? You go on the road, you want to get one. You come back with a you come back with a road win. That, that's a that's a huge swing. So um, he's and he's been down this road before. The Lakers been down this road before. So I mean, there's there's no reason to, to call in panic yet. Do you guys ever you know text each other during the game or text any of your old friends or teammates after something will happen? You'll be like, damn, it's been 20 years and LeBron's still doing that same shit. We've been telling him for years to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something. Uh, You're laughing uh, like there's got to be something. I really, I really like to keep to myself during the game. I don't like to hear a lot of opinions, right? Like I'm, I'm okay, but that's my thing. I get into coach mode when I'm, I'm locked in. You know, I'm not. I'm not acting to almost anything until the final goes off. That's how, that's my approach to the game. So I really don't want to hear from a lot of people because it, it annoys me. <laughs> so even even these guys, my friends, I don't want to hear anything they got to say, right? I don't want anybody disrupting my game mode with maybe a complaint or Brian's got to do this, this guy should be doing that. I'm not trying to hear any of it. I just want to lock in. Yeah, for me, I, I watch the games at home most of the time by myself uh, just cause, so I can digest the game, you know, so I can see the sets they're running and I can kind of get a better feel for the game. Uh, for some odd reason, my people like to text me during the game, like I want to talk to anybody right now. I don't want to talk to anybody. It's not just you <laughs> in, in particular. Like, you know, like I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm really trying to watch the game. Like I'm not trying to uh, be entertained. Like, you know, I'm not here to uh, watch uh, just the uh, NBA guys. I'm really trying to digest the game and, you know, and really see what's going on. I can't do that if my phone keeps buzzing off and people want to send memes in the group chat. Like, you know, it's funny, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, <laughs> let's focus on the game. And then after the game, we could talk about everything you want to talk about. I'm, I'm taking notes here because I almost texted you guys in that group text that we have about the game the other night against the Warriors. So now I'm very happy that I did not because I feel like you guys would have been like, all right, we're done with this guy. He's 
he's probably not too much. No, we we would have just ignored you, man. It wouldn't have been personal though. You know, just know it ain't personal. Post game is cool, right? We wanna you wanna talk, you wanna get everything off your chest, come post game, feel free. Let's let's digest it. Like I'm okay with that, but not not during the middle of the game. Right. I got a friend, I'm not gonna put him out there that <laughs> I can't I, I, I can't hear that noise. <laughs> I feel that. So I want to. I want to go back, and before we get to high school, I'm going to go a little before it, just for a little bit. Drew, I don't know if this happened in high school, and if it did, you can take it to high school. But do you have a moment that sticks out in your mind when you know playing with LeBron, or maybe watching, where you're like, "All right, this is this is the real deal. This is not just like the best guy in my city. This is this is a player right here." Yeah, I mean, I've I seen it before high school just because we, we played AAU ball together, right? So when you play in AAU, you start, you start getting out of your area. So, I mean, one of our parents used to keep stats, right? They used to keep stats, and it was, it was good. Her, her stats were good, and this dude always, always had 20, always picked up rebounds, assists. He was just filling up the stats sheet. Nine times out of ten, he was all-tournament team, MVP. So I'm seeing that statewide. Then I see it on a national level, too, with the, with the bigger tournaments. So by the time I would say in seventh or eighth grade, I knew, like, I didn't know this was going to happen. No, I didn't know that. But I knew, I'm like, dude is good. I haven't seen anyone that's been better, right, whether it was New York, California, Texas. I hadn't seen in a kid that 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 matched up to him. Well, I heard about this Carmelo Anthony guy, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> hey, now, hey, and I, I, honest to God, right? Honest to God. So that that's more high school, and like, I was just that way. Like, you could throw any player out there, and I was just like, because no one was, no one was, no. No one was living up compared to him, right? There was all these comparisons, or, or this guy is better. You know, when I would see them in actual gameplay, I'm like, it's not even close. Carmelo was the X factor, though. That yes, was, he was close. Mello I was like, was that deal? I was like, I could have said that. I'm glad I didn't say that before the game even happened. <laughs> but in my mind, going into the game, I was like, man, it's just a night with a ring that know that Braun's clearly better in and he warned us too like he was like no Carmel legit that's, that's where you that's where you get that comment from I'm like man I ain't trying to hear that <laughs> so obviously those games would be played up a little more when it was like the stars and the NBA even does that now like all the promos are like it's Luca versus Kawhi it's Ja versus I guess Rudy Gobert because Donovan Mitchell's out but you know they really play up the star power. Romeo, when you knew that those star games were coming, were you like, damn, there's not going to be any focus on me? Or were you like, all right, now now it's time for me to put on a show, you know, and they're going to be focused, hyper-focused on LeBron. I can come out here and drop 25 of my own. Uh, for, for me, the best thing about our team was everybody knew their role and everybody knew what they were good at. And so no matter who we played, uh, our roles were kind of similar. You know, um, so it wasn't like uh, it's time for me to go out here and do what I'm supposed to do. I'm thinking, like, if this guy is a big name and I just go do what I'm supposed to do 
everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, this guy can play. Like, you know, I always knew that I didn't have to go out there and do anything extra or special uh, to stand out. I just need to do my job. And, and if I did my job, I would stand out because, you know, I, I got the minutes, I got the opportunities. So they both were there. You know, you just got to not mess up. Like, when you're playing with a guy that good, just don't mess up. Like, you know, he's going to put you in a position to be successful. Uh, you just got to be successful. How many layups have you guys missed? Easy layups in your in your lives playing with LeBron where he does a crazy pass or a cool pass and it's so easy and you just smoke it. I, I mean, I can't even imagine. No offense, but I'm just saying. The pressure. That same look he gives the teammates when they miss open shots, that's not – that's nothing new. Where he looks over Ooh. his shoulder like you got to make that type – I mean, that, that's been him. Like, if he throws you open – and you're a shooter or a finisher, he expects you to he expects you to do it. You know what I mean? Be good at what you do, be ready. The worst thing you can do is like not be ready. Right? And you not can be drop ready the ball. If you drop the ball, drop the ball or don't shoot it. Oh my, he's gonna be so mad at you. That's even but he's worse. not but yeah, he's not a uh he's not a rah-rah angry guy. Like, you know, he's not gonna do all the cursing, but he's gonna give you this look where he's like, man, like you just don't want to look at him because you know he's giving you that look, like that same scowl. You just... It's gonna be real quick. Come on, Rome. Come on, Rome. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, man, dang, man, my bad, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely in the hundreds though. <laughs> I wouldn't so, miss a layup. I wouldn't go down there like that. <laughs> so, Romeo, you know, you came into the team after a championship. And it wasn't just a championship. It was a championship where your buddy Drew decided he's going to make about 15 threes and it's going to be a big-time story. Who acted more like it was their team when you showed up, LeBron or Drew? Well, it's always Drew's team. <laughs> so I don't uh, – uh, LeBron might have been the best player, but it's Drew's team. Like, you know um, – Drew was our leader. Drew was the guy who's going to come uh, grab you by your collar. He's going to come and tell you, like, you know, what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, where you could be better. He's going to hold you accountable, not because um, he's better than you, because he wants better for you. Like, you know, he wants better for you. So he don't – he's not holding you accountable because he thinks he's the greatest player in the world. No, he wants better for you so you can play better for the team. So he's going to hold you accountable. And the best thing about Drew is he holds himself to an even higher standard than he holds his teammates. So it's not a it's not a one it's like you know we all could accept criticism from each other because it wasn't a one sided thing. Like he's not telling me something for him, he's telling me something for me. And so uh, it was all it's always Drew's team. You know, LeBron might have been the best player, but Drew was our leader and, and you know and one of our captains. What do you think of that, Drew? Do you agree? Um. Like, I was, I was, I was probably more of the vocal guy, right? Ron was more example, um, led by his play, and had a had a certain voice. So there was a balance to us, right? But you know, of course, I couldn't do the things he did. So I, I took it upon myself a little bit to to be better, or try to be better with my leadership. Um, I went overboard thousands of times <laughs> but I mean these guys and I, our relationship was so good that you know these guys accepted me for who I, I was they all thought I was crazy and out of my mind but um and probably wanted to fight me dozens of and did 
<laughs> but uh, they they let me be me, right? They let me be me, even if they didn't want to hear. You know, they they got through it. You know, whatever I had to say, and just kept going. You know, and you know, that's why these guys because they didn't let my craziness really affect them like that. They were just like, that's Drew over there. He's losing his he's losing his mind, but he wants. He wants us to be better, but from that perspective, I think all of us had a had a of it, right? All, we all had a certain accountability um, level tools, right? Where we ran our own practice, right? Often couldn't get to us, right? We could have easily just like, nah, coach ain't here today. All five of us just stepped up did every drill the exact way and it was you know it was like clockwork so um, when you see that from from not just myself and Brown but from every all the seniors all five of us on the team you know it's a complete it's really it's really a unit so something that I've always wondered like every time I watch more than a game really it's just I think about it with all you know big time legit high school teams and high school players what were the relationships like between you guys and LeBron and like the random kids in your science classes where like they're doing their homework and you're, you know, all right, I'm gonna do my homework later. I got to go play Carmelo Anthony on ESPN real quick and have Dickie V announce it. So I'm curious what the relationships were like with, you know, the random students at school. Uh, to be honest, uh, we was cool. Like, you know, uh, like 60% of them, liked us the 40 they they hated us uh but you know 20 of them were silent haters so you didn't know they hated so you felt like 80 percent of the people liked you like you know like so like most of them really you know uh we didn't walk around with a basketball player i'm a basketball player i'm too cool to talk to you mentality like we were cool with everybody um you know, we joked with everybody. We were just – we didn't try to be like, I'm bigger than this than you, I'm better than you uh, because I play a sport. Like, I don't feel like any one of us were that type of person. We, uh, to this day, none of us are that type of people um, because we just we just enjoyed the school life. We enjoyed the normalcy of it. And so, therefore, we wasn't trying to alienate ourselves from our classmates. That's a good answer. That's a great answer, actually. That was the, per- the perfect answer, the one I was looking for. The complete opposite. You know, I probably should take it back to the court. That's just something I've always wondered. <laughs> yeah. No, we were just trying to, you know, like, you just want to be cool. Like, you just want to hang out and don't – because you already stick out so much. Uh, you know, we go to an all-white Catholic school. You know, we're black. We wear, you know, uh, our clothes a little bit too big. We wear our boots uh, untied. You know, we a little bit. We should be cleave shaven. We got a little mustache. Like, you know, we, we already stand out, like, so much. Like, you don't want to uh, stand out anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you just try to you just try to be cool and just try to fit in and blend in and, and be a part of the culture that they were creating, you know, because we created something on the court. But off the court, you know, you wanted to blend in with, with what they had going on. Makes complete sense. I, I, I love it. It makes sense. Practice. Practice. There's some clips from practice. Obviously, you guys have a little more, uh, you know, clips in here than the clips that I've seen watching more than a game. Who was the biggest, like, you, you know, you guys are running fives to finish practice. Who was, like, the 
I got Braun. You know, at the end of at the end of every practice. Uh, depends on the year, honestly. Uh, we we guys. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys felt it at that backup three position. <laughs> they, they knew they wasn't going to play a lot. So um, it, it depends on the year. You know, um, we had a couple good, really good players uh, come through there. Sekou Lewis, uh, he, he took the challenge a lot our junior year um, on LeBron. Carlos Mays, uh, our sophomore year. Um, the, and then, you know, our senior year, who was it, Jasmine? Drew? Uh, it, may have been, it may have been Will. Cause you know Will oh, didn't start. Yeah, so Willie McGee took the challenge a lot. <laughs> it, uh, it really didn't matter, you know. I Marcus mean, Johnson. It, did it, does, does it really matter? <laughs> it, it really, it, I mean, it didn't really matter who was guarding. <laughs> you know, and, and no, honestly though, coach. It was coach just a hand. Would, yeah, coach would put him uh, against four starters. It would be him with with three with four bench guys, and then us four starters against him, and uh, and that's how really we ran practice most of the time. Uh, and and it would be probably Willie uh, gardening. I mean, but you know, Chill did the best he could. <laughs> I mean, you can only act so much of anybody at that point. <laughs> Drew, what I feel you gonna like do? we would also start certain. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say to add to that. To add to that, we would also start certain drills with a with a deficit, right? We would. I remember we would do a transition drill, and we would already be down twenty points. And have to come back. If if he was if he was with the rest if he was with the starters, right? We would start with a deficit and just have to play play our way play our way back into the game. Yeah, we're like down twenty with five minutes, and we gotta and we gotta win or we gotta run. And so those were the type of drills <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> like you, and so you gonna find a way to come back. Like you gonna figure it out, you know. So you don't want to run for that type of stuff. So. Obviously, you guys have had, you know, you had your own basketball careers. For some reason, it feels like people forget that. Like, you had your own basketball careers. You guys actually had – you had time together at Akron. Do you think – I mean, obviously, it has, at the very least, a little bit. Do you think there's a lot of positive impact that LeBron has left on your long-term basketball careers? Absolutely. Um, for me – uh, just just uh, seeing one of the greatest players in the country and the world consistently work as hard as he did, as he does, excuse me, um, you kind of look at yourself in the mirror like, who am I to not work that hard? Like, you know, who am I to kind of like not even try to beat that? Because if you sit around and you see somebody as good as him, you know, hey, we at the gym at eight tomorrow. Like, dang, eight? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so you're like, all right, I'm there. You know, and so like for me, uh, not even just LeBron, just uh, Drew as well, because Drew worked just as hard uh, as LeBron, even back in high school. So being around that type of work ethic has, like, you know, rubbed off on me, and that kind of helped me trans transcend my game and become a different player and just learn how to learn how to work hard, you know, and, and not just work in the gym, be in the gym for two hours just to say I'm in the gym, but, like, you know, work hard and efficient and get to the point and, and not just waste time. So that was something that's a long lasting effect for me. I need to go get a phone charger because my phone's about to die. So I'll be right back. Drew, me and you, me and you can handle it in the meantime. I got a good question for you. All right. <laughs> what were the open gym runs like? Whether you guys were in Akron or you know, you went up to Cleveland, were you always like, 
if you went and you were playing with people you didn't know, were you always like, I'm, I'm with Bron, this, this is our team. Would you show up with your five guys and just run the court for hours? We did like to, um, first off, the open gyms were epic, right? Through my time, through my time in high school, through college, and even in, even into my professional years were absolute, it's where, it's where my game grew, right? No matter, like we could do all the practice and stuff in the world, but my game would grow in those segments. So I mean, if you if we go back to high school, we would we would really try to stick, you know, come with our five guys, whether we were playing at, at St. V or playing somewhere else. And it was good because we were so young, right? But we're playing we're playing varsity, you know. So our core our core group of guys were sophomores. Everyone else in the city or surrounding the city are more junior seniors and we're going against them every day, right? So all the local schools, they would bring their five and we just be in a hot gym, you know, just playing for hours, right? So that was that was the high school. And then what made high school great is our older guys that graduated would come back and play. Right. We had some we had some dogs, right? We had I mean, before we got the same V, we graduated. Well, Maverick Carter was state player of the year. Um we we had these guys, you know. Lo, I'm, I'm throwing out local legends now, but um, Tarver Twins. These guys were, you know, JUCO All Americans, and they would come back to our practices in the middle of the year sometimes, just to beat up on us, right? <laughs> just to physically beat up on us. But it made us so good. Like people underestimate what it is to go against older competition, right? Older guys that 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 play and know how to play. You just if you pay attention and you really go out there and and really try and give everything you can, you're gonna learn so much. It's impossible not to learn, right, from good players. It's impossible not to go learn from good players. But even, that's that's high school. When it got to college and Brown was in the pros, now he's bringing Cavaliers, Cavs into the gym. Other pros who are in in town are into the gym. And me and Rome, we got our, our five guys from Akron. There's guys from other local colleges, and we're just getting better. Like I said, once again, you're playing against guys who do this every day for, for, for their job. Like, you don't have any choice but to get better. Um, I miss those runs. They were that good. Like, I would watch just to go back to those. Like, it take epic me back runs. to those open runs because they were, they were legendary, man. We had – we had a guy who used to pick the teams, and he's writing on the clipboard. Chris Dennis, shout out to Chris Dennis. To give him we a shout out, Chris Dennis. <laughs> yeah, we had referees, uh, everything, man. It to me, uh, this one me and Drew got in a fight and went open gym. Uh, he kept saying, I kept saying illegal spring. <laughs> but you know, like that's how, in, but that's how intense they were. You know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like just you know we walking up and down the court, yo turn, yo turn. No, we like, hey, come set this pick and roll. You roll hard, you fill up. Like, you know, this is just open gym. And so you learning this type of stuff, again, in open gym. And and that's not mentioned when Brian had his camp, his All-American camps. And so he's bringing NBA guys, and then he's we playing against high school All-Americans, future NBA guys, you know. Uh, so we had an opportunity to really play against some really good guys, like some gyms we didn't deserve to be in at, at times. It, it, we got to get on the court and, you know, play against some upper echelon guys man and so I think that um 
a lot of guys be ducking each other, you know, even at their own age. These young kids, they don't want to play against certain guys. Uh, they don't want to do certain things. Like, you know, for me, like, to me, you got to play whoever. To be the best, you got to play the best. You know, even if you lose, you're going to learn. But a lot of these guys nowadays, they running from each other. You know, I'm only playing in certain tournaments against certain. Coach Drew, if they called us, we answered the phone. We on the way. We playing. You know, and that's and that's just how it was back then. So did you have any <clears throat> early on in LeBron's career, were there any pickup games that you guys were invited to where it was like LeBron was grabbing the stars from around the league? You know, it was Kobe, Chris Paul, D. Wade. And were there any open gym runs that you guys were involved in that are like what we see now with all these guys playing over the summer? I remember one time in Chicago – <laughs> this, you remember that Chicago run? Hey, still hurt right here. Still hurt. Man, they treated us so bad in Chicago. Like they, it was, it was like we was like the ugly, the ugly fat girl at prom. Like you know what I'm saying? So like they treated us. They were playing fives, and they told us to go to this other court and get some shots up. And if they had a space for us, they would call us. Well, who was it? Like, who was it? It was like it was all NBA guys, you know. Um, so yeah. like Antoine Walker, Tim Grover's Michael, gym. I'm gonna put him out yeah. there. Tim Grover, Tim Grover go came there. to us. Yeah, nah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go to all us. the way there. I'm I'm taking it there. It still hurt. I'll let Tim know it hurts <laughs> if I ever get a chance to talk to it. But you know what? <laughs> you know, it just burnt my fire, man. It, I, hey, I still remember that, like. Like, man, this dude didn't let – he told us, like, hey, you guys ain't in the NBA. Y'all not y'all not playing. I was Just so like hurt that. that a trainer came over and tapped me, like, hey, man, just come over here, man. <laughs> and I heard, well, man, we was we was getting loose. We was ready to play. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to show out today. I'm going to have like, a good day. My, I know this this is my moment. This is my moment. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> he tapped the, he get, it was like that moment, man, where you just ready and somebody just tell you like it ain't happening. And it, it, it I mean it humbles you, you know, because uh because you get so much access and and like, you know, access through affiliation. And it kind of gives you that like that false sense of like it's you until they tell you it's not you. Like, you know, it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know it's just cause of Brown. Like any like, dang, man, like all this time, uh, you know, they let me, I'm playing, like I even went to New York and played with Sebastian Telfair in one of their games. And, you know, so I'm just thinking like, man, like, you know, and then I get over here, they like, he just told us like, y'all ain't playing. And so we had to go on the side court and just and get shots up. I got a great <laughs> workout in though. <laughs> I mean, you gonna get that work up there. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna give you some great workouts. They got great trainers. We never gonna, I'm not saying nothing negative about none of that. Cause that ain't was what <laughs> you y'all ain't playing. I mean, like it hurt, but at the end of the day, like Holmes said, yeah. it was levels, right? It was levels. These guys, hey, it's twelve NBA guys in the gym. It ain't for you. It's not for you today, right? No matter how bad I wanted to be out there, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't act a fool. Like I was hurt, but I moved on. Like I said, I got some shots up, picked up a new move. I was good. It's, I still remember, though. I ain't forget. Yeah, that's going to stick with me. They, they said it's down to the core. I, I think the lights was a little dimmer down there, too. 
I don't know. I feel like I want to. I want to see him again just so I can tell him my story. And like, man, you he probably hurt that. Hey, man. He probably don't even remember. That's the funny thing about it. Like, he probably, you know, he probably do it all the time. He don't even think about it twice. Probably. So, everyone watched The Last Dance, and the biggest thing was like a random person would whisper something in, you know, MJ's ear, and then he would do something crazy the next game in result of that. Do you guys have any stories in high school that you know? Even though it was, seems like the most covered high school team ever, it was still, you know, 20 years ago, not the same, you know, mic'd up technology, stuff like that. Do you have any stories where you're like, all right, this is a legendary, LeBron, like had to be there, had to hear it to believe it, high school LeBron story? Uh, I, got, I got two I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, one was we were in practice and, and I don't remember who said it, but somebody said that like, I can, I can guard you. Like I know all your moves. And he said, I will score on you every possession left-handed. And he really scored every time he shot the ball. He, he scored left-handed for a whole day in practice. Like he really, so like, I was like, man, like that's when it really like, man, this dude is crazy. I can't believe he just, like, you know, it, it hurt me. Cause you can't help the person, like you know they like you. You made this bitch. You gotta lay in it. Like I can't, I can't help you, but you can't just be talking crazy. And the next one was, uh, I think I don't want. I think it was Trevor Ariza's mom or Trevor Ariza. Uh, she had said that in the newspaper that her son is just as good as LeBron, and he don't get enough credit. And you know, uh, and LeBron was coming off a suspension um, for the jerseys and and, and all that stuff. And he had what he had fifty two, I think, and they had fifty one. Yeah, he outscored him. He outscored him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he had like fifty two or something. And the and team so had fifty one. Like, I believe he so. Their whole team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the kicker is they had eight pros on that team. They had eight pros. I mean, eight Division one guys. I know at least five of them went pro. I know that for a fact. But they had they had eight Division One guys on that team, and <laughs> they had fifty one points that game, and he had fifty two. That's so, like that was a that we was just epic. played a lot of defense, you know. Yeah, that's that great. We that get that great team. defense by us right there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Drew? You got any stories? Man, now that's probably the main one, and um, that 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 Trevor Ariza story, and the thing about it, I don't think she actually said it. Right, it was someone in his camp, like like Rome said, it was it was his, maybe his mom or something. But um, he heard the whispers. Ron has never been big with with trash talk, any of that. It's just like that's how you feel. That's how you feel. We'll we'll see when we get to this court. And I mean, he he, he did what he wanted. I mean, there were there were there were schools who wanted to get into that. I think the coldest thing we did <laughs> is we showed up to a, a playoff game. It was a semifinal game, right? We had been hearing this team talk all year, right? Remember, Ron? We had been hearing them. I'm not Central Howard. We have been, oh, we had, we have been hearing them, right? It's a local team. We're going to meet in the playoffs. We've been hearing them for the last year just talking about they're ready, they're going to beat us. And we showed up to their game, watched their game, watched them win, stood up, and, and just clapped. All, all, all 12 of us just clapped. 
<laughs> and then walked, and straight walked out the gym. And then we went two days later and beat them by about 25, 30. So it was cold. I, was, I, I remember that. That was a cold That was epic, right? That was epic and, right there. And when we wore suits to the game because we, we, we said it was a business was trip. A business. That, that was Columbus. <laughs> Columbus, we played Columbus Brookhaven. We all wore suits. It was a business trip. I remember that. <laughs> That's good. I like when, when teams wear black on game seven because they say it's a funeral. It's a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we were, we were trying to be humble. You know, um, we really tried to be humble. Uh, we really tried to not disrespect anybody's teams. We really tried. But people would talk to us. You know, people would initiate conversations with us. You're not this, you're not that. And so, like, we would be, you know, for the most part, besides Sheon, uh, most of us would just be like, you know, all right. You know, Sheon's going to talk to you and he going to do whatever he want to do to you. So, like, so that's that makes it the worst part. But, like, for the most part, all of us were kind of humble, respectful guys because, you know, we just gonna, we just going to whoop on you and call it a day. I got a couple quick rapid-fire questions to finish us off. Uh-oh. The first one, you guys go out to dinner. It's the old boys. LeBron's picking up the check, right? I picked up yes. one check one time. But it was early, early, early. I thought I was doing something, but I was smart. It was like an Applebee's. I was like, yeah, I got this one today. <laughs> but he's picking up the check. No he's picking up the check, man. And, and for me, you know, uh, I always ask him, you know, you got this or you need a little help? You need a little help with this one? You know, so just so you know, like, I'm not expecting anything, you know, if you, if you buy it, cool. But if you don't, <laughs> I can still afford to buy my own dinner. Like, you know, uh, I, we call we call those people tab dancers. They come in, they order a whole bunch of stuff they don't normally order. They, uh, yeah. How, how's the crab here? Like, man, you don't, you don't eat crab on a normal day. Don't do it today. You know, but <laughs> we call them people tab dancers. I just can't imagine LeBron being like, all right, Drew, you got two vodkas. Uh, so oh, Venmo me 1786. Rome, I need you to zell me for the fries because the fries are extra. <laughs> no, he's never, he, he's never been that kind of guy, even before, uh, even before we all had money. Um, and, and we all don't have money now. But even before we, uh, we start going pro or whatever, uh, it never was about the money. Like, you know, it never was about who can afford what. It was always, a, you know, whatever we can do, we're going to do it together type thing. Next question. Drew, Romeo, are you guys in Space Jam? <laughs> you have to wait and see. It's we, got, be a we got Drew. We got a second Drew coming into the into the call. Hold on. I think his phone died. Are you on your computer now? I'm back. I'm back, fellas. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You missed a very yeah. important question. <laughs> I heard it. I heard that question. Are you in space? Jam? Tell him, Drew. Got to see. It's gonna be a surprise. Can you get me tickets to the premiere? I probably can't get tickets for all my kids. I got four kids, so some somebody might have to stay at home. I don't know. It's the, the limited seating. I think that's all the questions I'm going to bug you guys with. I could talk to you guys about LeBron and about stories for probably 
24 hours straight, but I'm not going to do that to you. But I am going to keep texting you because now we're friends and that's how this works. Friends, <laughs> friends keep in touch. But seriously, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know eventually it probably gets to the point where you're like, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about this stuff, which is why I tried to, you know, ask you questions about yourselves and keep it, you know, all knowing. But I really do appreciate it. If I'm ever in Ohio, I'll be in Ohio for TBT. If you guys are, if you guys are playing or coaching or whatever, we'll, we'll link up for sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tired from TBT. I may be around, but I'm retired in all in all facets. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm thinking I'm I'm for sure going to be a, a GM. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be a a GM player coach. Uh, like I said, I haven't been working out, so I I doubt I throw myself in that kind of in that kind of fire again. Hey. Uh, I, he said it's the end of July. Oh, you got I got help. about. Uh, Dust, dust off, dust off the knee braces, man. You got time, man. I gotta talk. I gotta talk to my big boss and see if I, uh, I see if I get paroled that weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She gonna allow? It. No, no. I, I don't know. It's it's too soon to tell. Honestly, I gotta call. I gotta call. I gotta call Mike P and see what's going on. All right. Well, thanks guys for coming on. I'm expecting to be an executive producer on more than a game too. So oh, you guys wow. got my info. Who's making that? Who's making that? <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, this is it right here. This is it right here. <laughs> By the way, more more <laughs> more more than a game. More more. <laughs>